0: If you have benefited from resources produced by G3 Ministries, would you consider donating to support us? Even a few dollars helps us to continue to publish free curricula, articles, podcasts, video resources, and more. Visit g3min.org give or open the G3 app to give a one-time or monthly donation. John Gill and the War in Heaven, written by Chipley McQueen Thornton. Revelation 12, verse 7. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. Revelation 12 speaks of a woman birthing a male child, a dragon, and a war in heaven. The general flow is this. A woman gives birth to a male child. The great red dragon unsuccessfully attempts to kill the male child. The child is taken up to heaven. The woman flees into the wilderness. The great red dragon, having been exiled from heaven, furiously makes war against the woman's remaining offspring. Many see this as a panoramic view of world history. Satan's fall from heaven, his attempt to kill Christ, and his furious persecution of the church. Not John Gill. He sees a different picture entirely. Gill and Prophetic History. As documented before, Gill reads Revelation as prophetic history. Two seminal events stand out in his purview. Number one, Constantine's Christianization of the Roman Empire. And number two, the Protestant Reformation. Revelation 12 to Gill depicts Constantine's sweeping Christian reforms, spiritual and civil, which, he suggests, could foreshadow similar worldwide spiritual reforms in the latter-day glory. His narrative goes something like this. The apostolic church in the Ephesians church era gave birth to a glorious church state, In the third century, this male child was personified by Constantine's rise to the throne, which Satan was unable to prevent. Enraged, Satan stirred up religious and secular forces, Muslims, Goths, Huns, Vandals, etc., to wage war against the Christian church-state empire. After Constantine's reign, the church fled into the wilderness of obscurity until the light of the Protestant Reformation. Once the Protestant Reformation broke the grip of Antichrist, the church has been coming out of the wilderness to this day, much to the chagrin of Satan. Accordingly, the woman equals the pure Apostolical church in the Ephesian church era. The birth pains equal the preparation for a Christian church state in the Roman Empire. The great red dragon equals Satan. The male child equals the Christian church state empire Constantine initiated. The male child being called up to heaven equals Constantine ascending to the throne of power. The wilderness equals the relative obscurity of the church after Constantine's time, which, Gill suggests, was primarily in France and Italy. The 1,260 years equal the Pergamus, Thyatiran, and beginning of the Sardis church eras. The war in heaven equals the spiritual war between the pure apostolical church and Rome in the first three centuries, specifically the war Constantine waged against Rome. The angel Michael equals Jesus Christ, and Satan being thrown down to earth equals the downfall of the Roman Empire, now become Christian under Constantine. These are fascinating observations. Gill summarizes, quote, Constantine, a Christian emperor, was born under whose influence and encouragement the gospel was spread and the kingdom of Christ set up and established in the empire. And this seems to be the thing intended here. He being of a generous, heroic, and manly disposition, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, end quote. Gill's comments on Revelation 12, verse 5. He believes righteous and wicked angelic forces in the spirit realm were on visible display in the rise of Constantine. Of course, one greater than Constantine is coming, King Jesus, and Constantine's glories foreshadow the greater glories King Jesus will bring reflections. These are pleasant thoughts, and I enjoy them immensely. Yet, interpretationally, there are problems. As mentioned previously, Gill wrote in the 1600s. Some 400 years later, his views appear myopic relative to his own situation and times. He gives too much credit, in my opinion, to the Roman Catholic Church. He, like his predecessors, the Protestant reformers, were being violently persecuted by Rome, both pagan and papal. These emotional and impactful times may have jaded their interpretational framework. Gill's fixation on Rome has caused him to play loosely with certain textual details which trouble him, that is... He makes Constantine a type of Christ who rules all nations with a rod of iron. The seven heads of the dragon represent Rome's power, pagan and papal. He's not quite sure what to do with the ten horns, but they in some way relate to Rome. And a third of the stars are the influence Satan has over ministers of the word. His fixation on Rome has affected his interpretive framework. Don't be too harsh. If a church or government or ideology killed our greatest heroes, we might begin interpreting similarly. Many throughout history have. We are starting to see, though, that Gill is correct philosophically, even if his specific application may be slightly off. I say may, because we don't know what the future holds. Rome may rise again with wrath, pagan and papal, and Gill may be more correct than we realize. We can say with some measure of confidence, though, Satan furiously is at war with Christ's congregations, whether he uses religious, civil, Political or secular forces. They all originate from the same wicked source, the dragon. Rome, pagan and papal, certainly is one of those forces. Our question remains should we limit it to Rome? Or is Satan at work in the whole world system? I suspect the latter although Rome pagan and Rome papal certainly play a prominent part in it. In the end, perhaps it is a broader, less time-spatial, more comprehensive view, which also includes other influences in Satan's domain. For example, if Gill were here to see the onslaught of media, technology, and secularism, I feel like he'd agree.